Welcome back to the Things Christians Want to Know podcast. This is Nate Johnstone, and I'm here with the marvelous Paul Anderson. (laughs) And we have been talking for the last couple of weeks about um, issues of identity and destiny, particularly in so far as our picture of ourself and our picture of God being the two most important things in our life. They really define everything we do because our our behavior follows our belief. And so what we believe about ourselves, whether true or not, is going to be how we behave. And what we believe about God, whether true or not, is going to be how we behave. So it is important to have a true picture of God and a true picture of ourselves so that we can behave in accordance with the truth. And Satan doesn't like that, so he's going to go after our picture of ourself. Yes. You don't have what it takes. You're ugly. You're not beautiful. You, you're not going to amount to anything. People are lying about you. You're going crazy. All what do you kinds think you of are? things. Yes. And he will also attack God to us yes. in our mind. He's not what you think he is. He's, he's not as good as you thought he was. He doesn't want to bless you. He's kind, but not... Always kind. He, he, he's he, not trustworthy. He's not going to come through in this situation. Right. So he bombards us about ourselves and he bombards us about God. And in weak times, when we're when yes. we're down, we sometimes give in and we embrace a lie. And then, sadly, when we embrace a lie, we're in Satan's domain because he's the prince of darkness. That's yep. the that's the dark place. And then we're. Uh, we're pushed around by him. He loves it when he can do it, when he can give us lies. The enemy comes to lie, kill, and destroy. I came to give you life. The truth will set you free. Free. Freedom. Yeah. I'm half Scottish, so anytime I can get a brave heart quote in, it's a win for me. But that's, it's so true, Paul, and I think this is so important. I mean, it's a great subject. I really important. think it's, it's something that we have been talking about a lot for the last three or four years. Mm-hmm. I mean, almost everywhere we go, every church, every conference, every seminar, um, people at Liddy House here are probably getting sick of it because they hear it almost every mm-hmm. week in one form or another. But sometimes it takes many, many, many times for a truth to sink in. Okay, yes. okay, okay, yes. God isn't this way, he's this way. He isn't this way, he's this way. Especially if it's something we've grown up with. If all our lives we've thought of ourselves as a loser, we're not going to all of a sudden realize, oh, hey, God doesn't see me as a loser, so I guess I'm not a loser. Cool. Now I'm good. No, it doesn't work that way. We need to know the truth, and we need to live in it, and we need to bathe ourselves in that truth over and over and over and over and over again. And we're going to talk about that, I think, in a little bit. Sadly, I'm thinking right now as you say this of somebody that I am trying to convince that he is not a loser, mm-hmm. but he is convinced he is. And I've told him, other people have told him, and because he sees himself that way, he does certain things that aren't going to help him get out of the slump. Right. It's so sad to see that. So this is, in, this is really important because if you embrace a lie, then you're not going to get where God wants you to get. You're not going to enjoy the blessings he wants to give you. So we really want those who are listening, we really want you to understand this, to embrace it, and to walk in it. 
Amen. Amen. The devil, speaking of your, your friend there that you're talking about, the devil likes to hang identities on us that are false. That's right. And each of them is like a big, heavy burden. Like, think of a giant wood sign that says, addict, or loser, or failure, or wimp, or ugly, or whatever that horrible word is. It's like a giant, heavy wood sign with a big, heavy chain around it. And he likes to hang those around our necks. Mm -hmm. And they really weigh us down. And they make it impossible for, for us to walk through certain doors. Mm-hmm. Because they don't let, they don't allow us in, and and I think a lot of people, a lot of Christians, a lot of Christians walk around every day with that stuff on them, those false mm-hmm. identities hanging on them, mm-hmm. and they allow that to happen to them. They allow the devil to tell them that they accept it, they believe that lie, and they live accordingly. Uh, that this is who I am. I am this. I am that. And we need to learn to to take those shackles off. And to help other people. And to help others, absolutely. Calling people to their true identity prepares them to walk into their destiny. Those with a skewed identity walk with a flawed destiny. Those who don't know who they are certainly don't know where they're going. Yeah. But if you know where you're going, you know what you're going to do. Jesus said, you are, that's identity statement, you are the light of the world. Then he called us to our destiny. What did he say? Let your light so shine before men. It's hard to shine if you don't know your light. But he gives us our identity, and then he says, shine. And that's so interesting that it's you are the light of the world. Because mm-hmm. elsewhere he says, I am the light of the world. We can all get on board with that. Sure. Jesus, you're the light of the world. But no, you mm-hmm. are the light of the world, Paul. Mm-hmm. And Levi, and CJ, and Nate. Pointing all the people in the room here. And everybody else, all, all the followers of Christ, are, you are yes. the light of the world. Yes. I would guess that most Christians, they do not accept that identity, the true identity that God wants to put on them. Because mm-hmm. so many of the things that God, so many of the truths God says about us in Scripture just are so big. They seem too good to be true. Mm-hmm. They seem so big because we we demote ourselves in our minds. We have this weird... Some of it is still a holdover from pre-Reformation stuff, I think, hundreds and hundreds of years old. Some of it is, in, in our case in America, a lot of Puritanism that is still s- sticks to a lot of us in a lot of ways in our faith. A lot of, I'm not worthy. A lot of, who do you think you are? Mm-hmm. Whereas, if you have a destiny, that means God is calling you to do something really cool. And really amazing. So who do you think I, you are? I'm a child of God. That's who I am. Am I a superstar? No, I don't have to be a superstar. I don't have to be anybody special. But I am a child of God. And therefore, I'm a prince or a princess in the kingdom of God. And therefore, I can do things that are beyond me. And I don't want to die with the music still inside me. I love that. I, I love that statement that that um, most people die with the music still inside them. That's that's true. It's true of Christians. Yep. Most Christians die. It's it's a with the very sad, it's depressing a, statement. Yes, but it's to a sad me, it's, reality. To me, it's quite motivating, though. Mm-hmm. Because I'm like, I do not want to die with the music still inside I want to sing my song, and I yes. want to help other people 
sing their song. I want to help people learn that they have a song. Yeah. I mean, that's what we're talking about today. That's we'll, right. we'll, we'll eventually, we'll learn how to sing it. <laughs> but yes. right now, we're just telling you folks, you have a song. God has given you a song, and you might not think of yourself as a singer. Obviously, this is a metaphor here. <laughs> um <laughs> Because not all people are, let's be honest. But um, God has put something within you that he wants to be expressed. And I know that I brought this up two or three weeks ago. I don't know when it was. But I I made reference to Simba from The Lion King. Mm-hmm. Because he had a good father, Mufasa, who showed him his identity. I love what my dad used to say to me. I never knew what it meant, uh, but uh, after he died, we kids got together and we... Did dad say that to you? Yes, he, he said it to all of us kids. I have five sisters. Here's what he said when we went out at night. He didn't t- say, be back at midnight. Never, never once. He said, remember who you are. That's a statement of identity. Mm-hmm. Remember who you are. And so we talked about it. And we, if we even have, t- I have a t-shirt. We made t-shirts and we had a retreat uh, with our mom and dad in heaven and we talked about our identity. He wanted us to know that we were Andersons, but even more important, we were children of a living God who loved us and cared about us. And if we remembered who we are, we would act like it that night. We'd act like it through our our lives. So he gave us a gift of calling Mm. us to an identity, and that's what Mufasa gave to uh, Simba. He played with him, and he sang a song about his future, that he was going to be the Lion King. But what it was that, that took him out? What was it that kept him from walking into his destiny? You know the movie, and you guys are, most most people have seen it. It was a lie about his identity and what he had done. Yes, Scar allowed, uh, Scar planted the lie you killed your father, which he didn't do as a lie, but that led him to run from the kingdom and to go into the jungle and eat grub. Lion don't eat grub, but that's what he did. And his girlfriend came and tried to convince him otherwise, and he said like a victim, you don't understand. Mm-hmm. But then he he heard what I heard from my father. And this that's why when I when I saw this movie I, I choked up at this point because he looked down in, uh, Rafiki was showing him uh his father and he, he heard these words, remember who you are. Calling him to his yep. identity. And that began to to turn his uh, thinking around and and eventually went back, faced his fear, faced scar, and became the Lion King which is what we want the people that are listening, we want them to know who they are mm-hmm. so that they can walk into what their God-appointed destiny. Exactly. And just like Simba, you are a child of the king. That's right. So you have a destiny, whether you think you do or not, whether you want to or not, <laughs> which is another reality, but you do have a destiny and you have things God is calling you to do. And we can't, God doesn't want us to live our lives like Simba was, mm-hmm. where we are shirking our responsibility, walking yes. away from our destiny, and usually doing it by blaming the king or blaming ourselves or blaming somebody else. And making excuses. Making excuses or becoming the victim like he was. Yeah. Oh, woe is me. It's so sad. It's so hard. You don't understand me. Um, 
It's like, you know what? We can leave all of that stuff in the jungle <laughs> and walk back yes. to where we're supposed to be. Yes. You can leave all of that crap, all of those names the devil has put on you, all of those identities that are false and they're not who you really are. You can set those down and you can pick up your new name. You can pick up who you really are. That's what baptism was about. Mm-hmm. You died to your old self and your old self and your sinful nature and, and all those old things that you used to be, they're dead now. And then you were risen to new life in Christ. And so now you have that identity as a brother of Christ, a joint heir with Christ. That's who all of us are called to be now. Mm-hmm. And so we need to walk away from that old stuff mm. and walk, mm. step into the destiny. But the, here's the thing. Here's the thing that people don't quite grasp is that God isn't going to shove you into your destiny. Mm-hmm. You have to walk into your destiny. That's right. You have to That's choose. Right. Yeah. You have to fight sometimes. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you've got to claw tooth and nail mm-hmm. out of the pit in order to get to a place where you can walk into your destiny. Mm-hmm. But you have to walk it. It's your choice. It's you. You have to exercise your own will and you have to do it. Because if, you, if you're into a pit, you're probably there because you agreed with the lies the devil told you about who you were. At some point, you agreed with some sort of lie. You're under some sort of deception. Now, maybe even in some kind of stronghold. But you need to be the one to walk out of it. God will help you every step of the way. He will remind you of who you are. He will. The Holy Spirit will come and lead you into all truth because Jesus promised the Spirit would do that. He will lead you into all truth. And so ask him to help you with this. God, I need you to show me who I really am. Show me my identity. Mm-hmm. I want to walk into my destiny. I want to hear, well done, good and faithful servant. Yes. When I get there on the great judgment day. Mm-hmm. That's what I want to hear. And to get to that place, you have to walk. God is not going to shove you into it. That's just not how it all works. Yep. It's, it's a free will, so we have to choose it. We have to choose to walk into the destiny that he's given us. And the power to make that choice, in, in my mind, comes from understanding our identity, who we are, and walking into that. Well, let me share some truths related to our identity mm-hmm. and destiny. I'll throw them out. You want to comment on them? Go ahead. Uh, a positive identity is shaped by truth, by people who love us and value us, especially parents. It is marred by lies we believe by being devalued, ignored, or abused. Mm -hmm. To establish a true identity, we identify lies, we confess them, we embrace truth. Because perception, as we've already said, is reality. How you see yourself is how you will conduct yourself. We behave our beliefs even if the beliefs are distorted. So we mm-hmm. want to have those true beliefs so we're bela- behaving the truth. That's one. Yep. Another one. Knowing our identity prepares us to walk into our destiny. Those yep. who struggle exactly. with their identity will have difficulty walking into their destiny. A wrong identity will take people to the wrong destiny. Yep. Eagles raised, raised in chicken coops will act like chickens. Here's another one. God knows our identity. He can help us understand 
our identity and walk into our destiny. We are what God says we are, not what we think we are. And so we live by truth. Another one, identity drives behavior. Your destiny is related to your identity. Your destiny is determined by and flows out of your destiny. If you're a light bulb, you shine. If you're a dog, you chase cars. <laughs> Cats don't chase cars. It's true. Dogs do. If you're a princess, you live with royalty. That's your identity. And so that's what you... That's what you do. So any any response to any of that? I can keep going here. I can't keep going, but that's all it's all great. I agree. Okay. <laughs> In the Bible, names are often a mark of identity. God's names yep. speak about his work. Biblical names often speak of identity and destiny. You shall call his name. Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. So names were changed when character changed. You think of Abram, exalted father, now being called Avraham, father of multitudes, because he was going to be a father of a whole generation. Yaakov, Jacob, means heal. He was called Israel. His name changed to Israel. So names are important. Finish this sentence. The one who will keep you most from your identity is blank. Hmm, good question. The one? The one who so, will keep you so person. most from your identity. I would say yourself. That's what I was thinking. In my experience with most people, yes, they believe lies from the enemy or from other people or their parents put something on them that wasn't right, but it's oftentimes themselves. They don't let themselves walk in the truth. Mm -hmm. They don't. It's for some reason, it's hard for people to let go of false identities. It truly I'm is. A, I'm a victim. Let's take that one for an example. Mm -hmm. I am a victim because of these things that happened to me. Okay. Let's say those things did happen to you and you were a victim of those things. Okay. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't need to define everything about your existence from this moment forward. Yeah. You can rise beyond simply being a victim to being a conqueror, to being someone who helps other people who've been victimized. Mm -hmm. I mean, the, the, the sky's the limit. Literally. This Absolutely. is God we're talking about here who, who's running the show. But it's hard for some people, for some reason, to let go of those identities. Mm -hmm. it, it, it could be that if they've become a stronghold, they've become a bit of a crutch. Somehow, it's, it's defined a little bit of who they are. And so maybe it's given them some sense of, of security or fulfillment or something. Or maybe it's just that because they've thought of themselves as that way for so long that simply that's how they think about themselves they, they they can't not think of themselves as a victim or as an addict or as um homosexual or whatever that the identity distortion happens to be mm -hmm. um and they can't not think of themselves as that way just because it, it's become a stronghold because they've done it for so long 
but they can't let go. What I've observed about victims and when I'm a victim, I, I resist hope. I, I, I think more like if only this hadn't happened rather than what if. I'm not thinking with faith. I'm thinking with fear. I'm looking, looking to the past, not to yeah. the future. Yep. Okay. That makes sense. I'm thinking backwards rather than forwards. So, parents, let me share something with you. I'd encourage you to focus not just on behavior, but focus as much or more on identity than on behavior. If you focus primarily on behavior, you will not get the behavior you want. Somehow my father understood that, and he mm -hmm. focused with us on identity. And when you get the right identity, the behavior will follow. Mm -hmm. Behavior follows belief. I love that the thing your dad said. Yeah. So you guys remember who you are. I, I'm totally stealing that, okay. by the way, from my own kids. Because it, I love it because it is, it's a good reminder. Like it's it's a it's a discipleship teaching moment. It is a reminder. Oh yeah. But it's not a warning. It's not a threat. It's not a if you're not back by ten. It's like good, well-meaning parents do all of those things. Um, and yet we know when we hear each of those that it's not quite right. Yes, you want them to be back because you want them to be safe. I understand, but but there's something not quite right in there, and so this reframes it. From being about behavior to be about identity, which is what is most important. And we'll we'll do a parenting series at some point um, yeah. in, in the in the new yeah. year. We'll do a parenting series because it's so important. But I, I try to do this with my kids as well. And when, when one of them will say something terrible to one of their siblings or do something bad, you know, I tell them, look, you are not a naughty girl or boy. You are a good girl or boy. And that's why you can't do this because this is not good for you. You are good. This is not you. Mm -hmm. So so you can't do this. This doesn't line up with who you are. Because I don't want them to get, especially because, you know, sometimes kids have, they continue to do the wrong thing, as it turns out, over and over and over again. Sometimes many, many things in one day. <laughs> um, do we ever grow out of that? That is another question. Um, but... I don't, I didn't want my kids to get in a, a false identity of I'm bad. Yes. I'm naughty. I'm always getting yelled at. So I'm a screw up and I'm naughty. And I really don't want them to get that identity because I've talked to people all the time who've gotten misidentified yes. by their parents growing up. And that's a big heavy weight that, that has terrible. been around their neck all their terrible. life. Terrible. They're a screw up. They don't measure up. They're, they're naughty. They're not good. And parents, you have no idea how much this affects your kids it, because your parents are as God to them when they are young. And that's how it was designed. Um, that's why parenting is the most humbling job in the universe and why all parents need to spend as much time as possible on their knees because we cannot do it without constant help from God. Yes. Married people who are secure in their identity know how to get along. Mm -hmm. I know you have a good marriage. We have a good marriage. I'm so thankful. We both have good marriages. Yes. <laughs> yes. As opposed to, Paul and I are not married to each other. <laughs> Listeners, we are both married to wonderful women of God. Those who are secure in their identity and marriage don't depend on their partner to establish their identity, 
so they're not easily offended. So important. We already know who we are, so we're not easily offended. Easier said than done. Could do a whole book on that. Yes, yes. And I'm sorry to say that Karen and I did agree that we were going to live above a fence, and it's harder harder to do than to say, mm-hmm. but we're doing a lot better than you know we were 10 years ago. Yeah, so are we. So we would do it. it so, hard. Nate, like you said last week, this is really an important subject, and I one of us should pray here as we as we get ready to wrap this up. Why don't I want to pray something specific, and then maybe you can do a wrap up prayer. How okay. does that sound? I want to pray for people who have had a false identity put on them at some point. Someone, a parent, a teacher, a coach, a the devil, or maybe you yourself, put a false label on yourself, a false identity, and that thing has been hanging on you now for a very, very long time. Maybe a teacher told you you weren't smart enough to do a certain job. Mm-hmm. Or a parent told you 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 were you're you're a screw up and you're always gonna be a screw up. Forget that whole college thing. Give up on your dreams and just do this. Whatever it was, uh, for those of you who have a false identity, part of what you believe about yourself is wrong. What you believe about yourself is going to directly affect your own behavior. And so if you are believing a lie, you're going to be living a lie. Mm. And living a lie is not fun. It is horrible. It mm. feels wrong. We know it feels wrong. We know the world is not right. We know there is something wrong, but we don't know what it is. Mm. And it could be that this is what it is. Mm. It could be that you have some falsehood in how you see yourself. And that I'm going to pray for you to take that off. Mm-hmm. And that God will help you do that. So mm-hmm. pray with me out loud in your heart, in the car, if that's you, wherever you are. Father God, we thank you that you... You give us our identity. Mm-hmm. That only you can tell us who we are. That we get the truth of our identity from Scripture, not from someone else. Not from a spouse, or a parent, or a mm-hmm. teacher, or even ourselves. Only you can tell us who we truly are. And so we repent, mm. Father, of things we have believed about ourselves that are not true. Mm-hmm. We repent of things that we believe about ourselves that are not in accordance with your scriptures, your word, and what you have said to us. We repent for believing lies, that we are screw-ups, that we will only be sinners, that we can never do anything right. Whatever the lie is, and I want you to think about it now. What are some of the lies you're believing? What are some of the false identities that you live under? And I want you to just name those in your heart. Father, I repent that I believed I was this. And Father, we ask you now to help us to live out of our true self, Mm -hmm. our true identity. Mm -hmm. As someone who has been placed in Christ, someone who has the Holy Spirit of God placed inside us, someone who is constantly in the presence of God, Someone who is not only a child, but an heir, a joint heir with Jesus Christ. We are princes or princesses in this universe, in your kingdom. 
Help us see ourselves as you see us. We are saints and not merely sinners anymore. Mm -hmm. We have been made righteous through the righteousness of Jesus Christ. We have been given the mind of Christ. You don't have the identity of someone who can't think right or who is stupid or who is always thinking or saying the wrong thing. No, you've been given the mind of Christ. Father, help us walk into these truths and let our old identities die. Mm -hmm. Let them be gone and not pick them back up again. Show us who we truly are and help us to live that way so that we can begin to walk into the destiny that you have called us to. Why don't you I think you said it. Okay. I think you said it. I, I'll just leave with a, a, a word that came when I married Nathan and Lauren. In their vows, they promised to give each other the best version of themselves. Your true self is the best version of you. So I bless you that this day, this week, this month, this year, that you can give to others the best version of who you are. Amen. Bye-bye.